I think it's definitely the school's like responsibility to teach us about nutrition. Not being a vegetarian, I really, really like the, the menu. Uh, the dinner was for me surprisingly good. Um, it was very filling. First it was ours, like we cared about ourselves, but then now we are thinking of the planet too. Oh, stop turning us into vegans. It's like, no, like just give it, give it a try. Like it wouldn't hurt. It won't be what you're used to. And I think bringing it to this restaurant is a great idea for them to expose others of the possibilities of vegetarian food. Hello, my name is Jose Alvarez. And I'm Corey Austin. Welcome back to Beyond Our Bell. This second segment of our Meatless Monday episode is based on the event the Green Team organized at Casa Macro. We talked with the owner of the restaurant, a nutritionist brought by our students, and some of the attendees of the event. And remember, the purpose of this event was to educate the community around the ecological and health benefits of a plant-based diet. Uh, and not only that, this event was a, a benefit or a fundraiser for a local nonprofit called SOSAC. And SOSAC is, a, as I said, a nonprofit. It focuses on sustainability. Um, so they uh, look at urban ecosystems, uh, native species within the city and surrounding area, and they use the United Nations sustainability goals to drive their program. Join us as we revisit that event at Casa Macro. How was dinner? I liked the variety. I will say, as a vegetarian for many years, it's usually a mushroom base, and it was nice to have some variety. It was, it was really good because, like, it's not. I thought, like, my past experience with vegan food was they were not that great. I really like the food. I think it was a perfect variety of protein and also vegetables, and the dessert was really, really good. I really liked how it had a variety of everything, of different colors, and everything felt so natural, and I could really feel it being good for my body. Well, it started with a, a tomato soup, tomato-based soup, creamy tomato with the fresh onions, basil. and then and basil. Yeah. And then there was a Mediterranean salad with some fresh veggies, a really delicious like vinaigrette, and then a focaccia, right? Um, and then dessert was like a... Oh, I'm sorry, with the focaccia was a side of hummus. The hummus was delicious. And uh, dessert was a little pecan boat with some coconut ice cream. That dessert was also really good. There was like pie, like nut pie with ice cream and like vegan ice cream because that's what we're here for, like not eating meat or like products from animals. So I think it was a really well done like meal. Not being a vegetarian, I really, really liked the, the menu and didn't uh, miss like any, any meat in there at all. <laughs> This is organized for the green team in our school. Um, I believe that you guys are aware that they've been fighting for a long time now for to keep alive the Midless Monday, which is well. There's there's always resistance about it, and it only it doesn't only come from students. It comes from from staff. It comes from teachers, um, and that's one of the things that they're trying to tackle with this dinner is just bring a little bit of awareness on the whole situation, and and that's a a serious question for some people. Does it actually make an impact? Do they need to sacrifice a Monday of eating what they want in order 
to be a better school or to be a better society or for the planet. And I think like the girls spoke, they said they want to take away the fear of vegetarianism because there's fear that the food's going to be bland or the food is going to be the same or it it won't be what you're used to. And I think bringing it to this restaurant is a great idea for them to expose others of the possibilities of vegetarian food, that it can be more than what people expect. I also think here um, the way they, they create their cuisine and they prepare it, you can tell the people that they have a lot of passion. I mean, it's really good food. I mean, it's just not someone back there making something and they're just going through the routine. I mean, they're putting it together. They have a nice uh, display when they bring it out and the flavors are just so uh, they burst in your mouth. And it doesn't even seem like something that would be even vegan or even vegetarian. It doesn't have that. Which I think at the end at the end of the day, too, is it a predisposition that we want to know what we're eating? Or if we were all, you know, with blindfolds and you just are presented with a bunch of food, like... Uh, what would be the difference? It's like good is good, um, quality products are quality products, seasoning, like you say, I, everything felt like really fresh and on point. And I think that that's, like you're saying, that's a fear that people have, like, I'm going to miss that. And I, what I love about it is like uh, in a city like this, which is meat-oriented city, it's so nice to have a place like this and also to trust a place, like because normally when we travel, we it's very difficult. I used to be a vegetarian, so I actually did research before. I'm not anymore because my family is really big meat eaters and it just got too difficult. Now with all of the um, environmental benefits of veganism and being vegetarian, like since young since younger generations are inheriting this invite this world it's very important for us to learn uh, nutri like this nutrition especially so we can see if like that it is good for us and that it's good for our environment and to the world that we're coming in I think it's definitely the school's like responsibility to teach us about nutrition and especially in the cafeteria to give us balanced meals between like meat and greens and like carbohydrates, etc. I'm curious, and this is off the question, but how do you deal with the conflict with knowing your home eats a lot of meat, but you might think that, hey, I'd like to try to be more vegetarian or veganism for the environment and nutrition. How do you deal with that kind of conflict with home? Uh, it's, it's hard. Well, for me, it was hard because there were, um, like, my f when I when I was vegetarian and I was vegetarian for an entire year, it wasn't as strict. Like I ate meat during the weekends, but I cut back my meat intake. Um, my family would go to like um, like hamburger restaurants and like they and I didn't want to take them somewhere like oh vegetarian like because they didn't like that and like for me. I'm a really big like meat eater, so I I really like meat, but sometimes it's hard for me to cut back because I really like it, but it's like it has to be done so that our environment can improve. And so I'm doing Meatless Monday too, like with my family. That's yeah. Um, like for people who don't, who are very like, there are a lot, knowing Monterrey and knowing like this society especially, there are a lot of people who hate on vegans, like, and people who try to spread at least meatless money is like, oh, stop turning us into vegans. It's like, no, like, just give it, 
give it a try. Like, it wouldn't hurt. Hippies. <laughs> like, yeah, my family, like, my big sister especially, she's like, oh, she's now a full-blown hippie. And I'm like, okay, guilty, fine. So there's a stigma. There's, uh-huh, there's, like, a lot of stigma. And if pe- more people try this, if more, like, meat lovers at least try Meatless Mondays or cutting back oh, just a little bit, like, it will take off the stigma. And we all say that we want change, but we don't want to change ourselves for, to what we have to do. So, and it's so difficult. Yeah, it's so difficult to change. But uh, this is the best thing that I've ever done. I feel so great about it. And yeah, I think the way that it's going is the right way. At school, the the difficult part is the taste. What I hear is that like there is not too much variety. Uh huh. So maybe like having some uh, restaurant like this telling school like okay it can be like a vegetarian meal that you can like have more flavors that uh huh like that will engage the kids. Uh well not just the kids. I started this same as Michael. I just didn't feel that meat was sitting well with me but I also had taken a class and I learned about the environmental impacts of beef and I really felt convinced uh, to cut it out of my diet but I think for society to make changes it's so easy to find fast food that has meat or to for I know my friends they all just find the easiest meal to be chicken or something that's quick And it is true that at at first, vegetarianism or veganism can take some effort. You have to seek out new recipes. You have to seek out those um, sources of protein. And that, I think for some people, can, especially families that have children and they want to make sure their kids are, are getting what they need. So that can be hard. And I think places like this and the restaurants that are trying to build up that knowledge and for us fellow vegetarians that are you know supporting them is the key like you said I think so for for it to be sustainable more people have to just take that risk and and start doing one day where they you know invest in those local products that are vegetarian and they invest in getting restaurants to change their menus to accommodate like I said earlier because they don't know a vegetarian diet themselves They don't have the the passion behind it and how, yeah and yeah and actually how to make it, so it is tasty. It does have that flavor that bursts in your mouth because this bursted in my mouth. Everything here was completely amazing. No, I also told a friend that I was vegetarian and he like immediately thought, like he confused me with a with vegan and he said that he hated vegans. Okay, he really hated them and I didn't understand why, but he just didn't like the idea that vegans. Sometimes I like, oh, you're eating meat, like you're killing animals while you're eating meat. So I don't think they really hate vegans, but they don't like if they're they keep commenting on your food or keep making like judgments or something like that. So I think that we should make it more clear of what it's vegan and not actually putting hate on someone else who's eating meat. If I just look at the political setup of the way things are run, I don't really trust. And even when I go to a supermarket, I, I really don't trust. And what we do, we we become so adapted to walking into a store and just grabbing things off the shelf without even thinking about it. And uh, what are we actually putting into our bodies, you know? And I think once we uh, we move back to North America, uh, I wanted to change our whole diet, and I talked to my wife about it. I just wanted to change our whole diet to see, I don't know, to be more healthy. And uh, 
it was difficult when we first got here, you know, just trying to find something. But I think we, we found a, a way now to, you can find ways. I think you were talking earlier about even that documentary. Uh, yeah, the Game Changers. It's just, I think it kind of is a myth, especially when you have this, the United States that has this big push for just meat. I even I even think they even have a meat law that you can't even really say anything about meat because it's just such a corporation they'll come down on you. I mean, I haven't eaten meat in years and man, I, I feel the best I've ever felt. And the reason I stopped eating meat because I didn't feel like I was digesting it properly. You know, I would go somewhere and eat meat and it seemed like it would take three or four days for me to even feel good. I felt bloated all the time. So I actually feel fantastic being on a, a diet like this. We can see too, though, from cultures around the world, like they mentioned here with Mediterranean culture that has long-term studies that show the health effects of vegetarianism because there's cultures besides this continent that are experiencing success with it, right? So it is a lot of the political atmosphere and getting, you know, access for everyone. It's a problem of global warming and how we waste a lot, a lot of water in just a piece of meat. I feel like they don't understand it because like Meatless Mondays, a lot, a lot of people don't like it. And I don't understand why, because it's just one day, well, not even a day, like like five hours, they don't eat meat. And they put it in a very negative side because they, I think they feel attacked and be like, oh, I can't eat meat. No, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to eat meat instead. So I think that they have a very wrong idea. But even if we try to explain them why we do it, they keep like they block it out of their minds and they uh, they don't ex- they don't have a really good mindset about it. Okay, so this isn't proven or anything, but we do believe that eating meat has a really strong connection with machismo and just like the guys feeling like a power from eating meat just because like maybe it comes from our background of seeing how guys would get together and they would kill the cow and they would they would for once cook for the women because they would cook the carne asada and if we if I know that if I tell a guy to stop eating meat they will get much more defensive than a girl would and I think it's just because they feel empowered or something by eating meat and being strong and for them to have such a strong connection of eating meat and and having muscle maybe that feeds into the machismo and just like belief that if you eat more meat you will be more strong and you will have uh, more of a man so I think in our first episode we made a case of giving voice to people who disagreed with the Meatless Monday movement and loved their meat and very proud to be meat eaters here in Monterey so as you heard this is the other side and this side is compiled by people who are already vegetarians or are already vegans and people who are trying and having an open mind about the food the culture the impact that it can have in the environment Well, I just want to add to that point because, again, the purpose of the dinner was to invite people that weren't just vegans and vegetarians because what's the point of, you know, inviting those people? They're already on board. So some of the people that were at the event, they were purposely invited, especially parents and, and, and some teachers, was because they wanted to offer them, like, this is what it could look like. This is what a delicious, uh, you know, meatless meal can, can be, can taste like. So... 
we did have lots of non, I guess, vegetarians or vegans at the event. And, and again, that was, that was the purpose to invite those people. You know, you, you heard the atmosphere is busy. It was a it was a beautiful dinner and fantastic weather. Everything is was so green. Yeah, it was just to give you an idea of the restaurant, like open kitchen. You could kind of see the the people cooking as the dishes were coming out. And um, I heard that they they actually grow most of their own food as well. So yeah, they, even in the the back setting, you can see some of their little gardens, like some of their herbs and and things like that. So it was a pretty cool spot. Great atmosphere. At this point, I think it's very important to include the testimony or like the conversation that we had with people who are vegetarians or support veganism for a living. People who are actually study the subject and uh, are very proud to be part of it. In this case, for instance, we got a nutritionist, Paulina Ortiz, and also the owner of Casa Macro. Yes, we'll be speaking with Jorgina Mayer, who is a microbiologist and also very passionate about a plant-based diet. Well, let's take you back to the event and hear it from them. This has been a, a dream that I had since I was a young girl. I loved cooking and I wanted to have like a big kitchen. Then I, I, I got to learn a lot of uh, things related to health from my grandfather who used to experiment a lot in the kitchen with plants and herbs and um, alternative medicine in general. So uh, I got interested in um, building health through food. And obviously I'm, I'm first talking about like human health, like our, our health, our body health, our physical health, and then of course our mental health and everything's connected. Mm-hmm. 22 years ago, we changed our diets. We cut off meat, we cut off um, refined sugar, dairy. And 16 years ago, we, we went 100% plant-based. We have four daughters and they've been growing up uh, with this lifestyle since they were little. At some, I, I always wanted to to have like a chef, do like a chef program. And in 2010, I went to Austin, Texas. I did a plant-based diet um, chef program and a macrobiotic um, program as well with a teacher from California. And then I came back to Monterey, and I had this dream that this was gonna happen sometime. Yeah. And. Things came earlier than I had thought because at that time I, have a, I had a very young girl and I thought until she was like 10 or 12 probably I would do this, but it came before and we're here already. <laughs> we're enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about tonight's event? Okay. Well, uh, these girls from uh, Green Team uh, from ASFM High School, they approached me to ask if I was if we were available to do a kind of um, special meal for people in the, in the community, in the ASFM community. And with the idea, they wanted to let people know that they, they can have a very enjoyable meal uh, full of all the nutrients that a human health uh, requires and also contribute uh, greatly to the planetary health, to, to the environment. And so uh, I was very excited with the idea that it came from them and they've been working, I, I know, for quite some time. And, and I think people enjoyed the food very much. They all came out very happy. They all came out with the idea they want to seek more information because 
they they they've been given something that they need to take action probably and so I'm very happy I hope we can do it again food was really good. Okay, great. Um, and I hope you did challenge people's thinking. We, we were thinking we didn't want to just invite people that we know are already plant-based. You want to invite the people who are like yes. maybe not so much. Of course. I hope you did. Yes. Um, and that gets to the next question. Monterey is known for its meat-eating culture. Um, have you noticed any changes in this culture in recent years? And what are the challenges of getting people on board with the nutritional and okay. ecological Yes, well, definitely Monterrey is uh, very meat-based, like carnes asadas are a thing of every day, even though we are, like Paulina said, uh, we have a, lo a very high incidence of um, cancer, colorectal cancer. Cancer. We also have the most um, polluted air in Latin America, sadly. Uh, so this practice, even though it's very cultural, it doesn't contribute to the health, not only of us humans, but also of the whole uh, environment. When we started Casa Macros six years ago, we opened the doors like, for the restaurant and everything. People, like, people thought, okay, they're going to make me vegan here, or what is this going on? <laughs> the idea of doing this was to show people Because many, many people came to me through the years to okay, let me, help me out to change my diet into a healthier lifestyle. Or the doctor has prohibited this food, so how can I eat? How can I? And so I, I used to do this kind of um, counseling for a, for a while, and I did a lot of classes for a while, but I noticed people didn't quite, like, they didn't endure for a long time. They, they got tired of cooking or they didn't know if, if they were doing things right. So I guess the last step for me was to put a plate in front of them so that they could like, oh, this is what you mean. Even though I have showed them the recipes and everything, they needed that kind of like, oh, and enjoy the meal in a nice place and whatever. So um, we were very curious, what is going to happen? Are we, are we, we going to last a year at least? <laughs> because they say restaurants close, most restaurants close in the first year. And so we're very happy because most of our clients are not vegetarian, not vegan at all, but they come to enjoy a healthy meal. And more and more we've seen a change in people, more as these documentaries come out, uh, what the health or the game changers or all these, people start like, okay, now I want to try it. And so, yes, definitely we have more and more interested yeah. interest in this. Do you think you have a lot of like regular returning? Yes, That's we have a lot of regular people coming back, but uh, it's funny, we, we still get a lot of new people and uh, we, we start getting in, in the vacation time, like many people from here leave and the first years it was like, oh, so there's less people in the city, what's gonna happen? And we get a lot of people from out of town. From Texas, from all over Mexico. They find you on social media. Yes, yes. Yeah, because to be honest, like for such a city so big, my wife and I we try to go deep, but it's sometimes hard, especially in the evening. Yes. To find. Yes. It's, very it's not easy. Yes. Yeah. Happy cow. Happy cow uh, helps yeah. a lot. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, Happy cow is um is um an app. Oh, it's, ah, okay. Website oh, and app, and then so wherever you're standing in the world, you just 
I want a vegan place or a vegan friendly place or a veggie and it will take you somewhere. Oh wow. Cool. Yes. Oh cool, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, this is a question more related to I guess the school. Um, what is the place of nutrition and, and school? Like the, I don't know if it's responsibility or relationship. I feel okay. like you know. Okay. I'm not sure if you that's a very very interesting question it's very um, it's something that it, um, it, it, it I don't want to use the word worry it, it, it's something that is very important to me because as a mother of four daughters I've, I've tried to teach them and show them the best way to eat and I know that that is not something common probably in any house like we live in an era where sometimes kids have the, the last word and so I don't want to try that and we don't want to we don't want to have this fight every day and it's kind of it's I, I understand it might be difficult sometimes and I guess the school could play a very very important part reinforcing or even sometimes parents don't have all the information so giving more information to parents and kids like we've been doing with the environment like yeah, yeah. We didn't, when we grew up, we didn't know anything about uh, placing uh, um, uh, trash, recycling, or we didn't know anything about it. We didn't care. We, we have no idea. We didn't have that information. I think we need to go more into food. We, we need to make children get in contact with food since the seed. Plant it in the, in the, in the ground, take care of it, watch it grow, and then prepare it and eat it. And we're not doing that. And the other day, one of my daughters told me, you know, mom, I love school. I was picking, picking them up. And she said, I love school. I, I, I love it here. I like my teachers. But I think I'm not learning what I need to learn with what's happening in the world. And I, and I thought, she's right. She, she probably, they're not, they're not, they don't have the tools to in some case there's no food what can you do yeah. what, how can you take care of a plant and how can you collect water and all those things that we're seeing they're going to be necessary so going back to nutrition at school it's very important that we, we, we take it more into the curriculum and more hands on and more experiencing it with the five senses yeah. and and using it more and more and more in the classroom because we also want kids that don't have all these attention deficit disorders and all these health issues that it's, it's, it's something that we see every day. Yeah, and food related. I, yeah. know, I, I always think that too. It's like, what, sometimes what are we teaching these yes. kids? You know, like some of the basics like that, not even like basic nutrition. Yes. Like who, who's supposed to teach them that? Yes, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Um, and then the last question, um, oh, what is the connection between nutrition and sustainability? Okay, um, I think it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the planet, um, it's, it's, a, it's a living, it's living, it's not, it's not an inert surface, mm-hmm. or it's, not, it's, it's a living thing, yeah. and we live off of it, and we need air, we need the oxygen to breathe, we need the water, without water we wouldn't be here, and we need food. And so we need the food that the planet is providing. And what what are we doing? We're planting lots and lots of seeds 
for example, I don't know, corn, and we're gonna and we're making sugar out of it uh, instead of eating that corn in its most natural way or, or the least processed um, products. The earth is so generous. You give it one seed and it gives you back much more. Yeah, like I tell, I, I give these um, talks at schools and I tell the kids, if you plant one seed of uh, one grain of rice, that plant will grow and give you 10,000 10, more. So it's so generous and it's, and it's providing what we need and we have the seasons and we have food that grows in different seasons and we haven't remembered what our ancestors did that you eat what you have at the time and the place where you're at yeah. and with the climate where you're that it's providing what you need for sustainability that is sustainability connected to food and I do a lot I, I love macrobiotics that is what I specialized in and it's that it's you eat according to your constitution to your condition and to the place and time you're at that if you think about sustainability in, in regards to like transporting food, like we're eating uh, kiwis in January in Monterrey. Yeah. <laughs> where, where do they come from? Uh, what kind of climate do they sustain? They're great. They have lots of vitamins. They're, they're nutritious. They're delicious. They're beautiful. But is that the food we need in Monterrey in yeah. November? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. The last question we heard that you, uh, from some guests, that you do cooking classes, and do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, uh, we have cooking classes. Um, we do um, different, we, we, we emphasize macrobiotics. That is what I, I guess sometimes people don't know what, what that is, and it's so easy and so common sense. It's just, as I told you, uh, eating seasonal, eating local, eating um, what's plant foods the, the, the earth provides for us and we make um, a lot of things we make like basic healing macrobiotics we do more gourmet like what you had tonight for, for dessert is more in we can put it into macrobiotic uh, plant based but it's kind of more gourmet you would eat that every day yeah. and if you for example had some condition you would cut off on some foods and reinforce on, an, on others so we do those cooking classes and we do like holiday season uh, cooking class like for to so that you can prepare your meal in the holidays um, we do cooking class with kids and cooking classes with adults yes and do you just come here and contact you in order yes or yes times or? we we do it at certain times we always put it on our social media or if you're a regular and you we have your information we will send you an email uh, or you can ask yes Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice that, to have you here. Please will introduce yourself and, and talk a little bit about what is your role here tonight. Yes, of course. My name is Paulina Ortiz. I'm a nutritionist. And today I was invited uh, by very nice girls to talk about um, what is like the vegetarian diet and if there is science that says that it's a good uh, way of uh, eating, if it's healthy, because of course there's a lot of controversy about if it's uh, a complete uh, type of food and if you can have uh, all, all the energy, vitamins, minerals that you need. And of course in this modern 
life where we have a lot of social media and there, there's gonna be they, there's gonna be a lot of confusion about information. So today I was talking about um, I specialize in gut health. So everything I recommend in my practice comes through the question of is it good for gut health? Is it good for overall health? So you can see that um, if you search about the vegetarian diet or a plant-based diet and its impact in gut health is actually very good because usually the, the recommendation is to moderate protein and to have more fruits, more vegetables in your diet, whole grains, fiber overall because we have these tiny microbes in our gut which thrive on these foods. And if we have happy um, microorganisms, we're gonna have health and we're gonna have prevention of disease. So basically, um, you can see that uh, even we can learn a lot about other um, countries or other societies. For example, the Mediterranean diet has been fully studied about the effects of having a more plant-based diet not eating so much meat, not eating so much saturated fat, and science is there. And which life expectancy and exactly, control. And exactly. I think there's a lot of, uh, we can learn from these societies because what I've been seeing is that because there's not enough information, because there uh, is not uh, a good study about vegetarian diets, a lot of professionals think it's not a sustainable way of living but actually information is there we just need to learn how to look for it how to translate it and I can even tell you that no matter all the articles I've been reading what you see in the practice says more um, we also have another guest here who's part of the green team in our school hello I am Isabella Cárdenas I'm an 11th grader at ASFM and I'm part of the green team I helped organize together with my other teammates the event here. And regarding the question about what a school's uh, role um, is when it comes to the vegetarian diet, I think that it's much like the government. Sometimes we need a little bit of um, incentives or a push to do the right thing because people, unfortunately, the information surrounding vegetarian diets is very controversial, it's negative, people do not know a lot about nutrition, especially students, we are not taught this in school. So um, the school has the, um, the responsibility of teaching students this, because otherwise we probably will not get the information. So definitely um, workshops or classes or posters, pushing students a little bit to be more aware of what they're putting into their bodies and to know what a balanced diet is. What is the difficulty for both of you, like inside a school or outside with, with a city, a country, a continent that is so carnivorous like uh, the Americas? Well, I think um, one difficulty I see in my work is that uh, we have this chip that we need protein in our diet and that no carbs are bad because of all the bad, the, the bad. I think this comes from industries. Um, this is some, the advertising. So the information has been misleading since so many years ago. And of course, there are many brands that once one study says 
I don't know, protein is the best thing, then they're going to do so much marketing. And now with the boom of social media, everybody is uh, believing everything they see in Instagram, Facebook, without knowing exactly the person that is uh, saying, yeah, eat a lot of protein, it's good for you if he's really having good information about it. So actually we have to be very critical about which information we see. Constantly I, I have uh, many clients that tell me I want to be vegetarian or I want to, for example, I, I want to eat less meat because for me, for my health or for the uh, um, ecosystem, ex uh, but they are afraid because they have this idea that it's actually not possible to be in this type of diet, that they have to take so many vitamins, minerals, supplements, because you cannot get this from food. But actually you can. But you need someone that um, can teach you. And this is something that you cannot get in school. You don't get a lot in, in internet. I was actually saying this in the in the. Um, in the speech, I was saying that one thing is knowledge, but another thing is for you to be conscious about the information. Because, of course, we are all knowing that taking, I don't know, uh, very sugary drinks or fast food is bad, but everybody's eating it. So why can't we just uh, do the same thing with vegetarian diets, like knowing that they're good and just doing it? Yeah. I agree with Paulina, especially in the last part where she mentioned that Sometimes also we know the information, but we do not act upon it. And especially in school and uh, with teenagers, in a way, social media um, uh, distorts a lot of the information, but we also get to learn a lot. And I see a lot in the stories, uh, especially of ASFM students, where we post about uh, environment, the environment and the Amazon fires or things like that but then when you talk to that person about you know what Osa you can be if you eat less meat you can actually help this and they go ah no but you're trying to make me vegan and I will not be able to do this so people know that um, the world is the environment is um, suffering but they are not acting upon it they are not actually changing their habits everybody wants change but nobody wants to change what they do and the hardest part about being a vegan or a vegetarian is talking about it with other people because they are so closed-minded because our culture, that's the way we were taught. There's no information about nutrition. In a way, being vegan or vegetarian is kind of politically right. So people are against those movements that are for political correctness and you instantly become a little bit aggressive when they try to communicate information that is valid, that is true. So we need to be more careful. We need to see where we get the information from, who funds the studies that we're reading, uh, for what purpose. Uh, it really becomes, once you analyze the big picture of um, the meat industry especially, you see that there's a lot of interest at play and things like that. So definitely becoming more conscious about the biases um, and things like that. Well, thank you so much. I think that we all agree that um, major changes in the world for, for in order to make it a, a better, more sustainable place and for society as well involves a lot of shift of powers. And, um, and those are 
slow wheels that need to be started turning and uh, I 100% felt like this dinner tonight was a good push in the wheel for our school, for everybody who was here present and with a delicious meal and great information. So thank you very much. Thank you, ladies. So there you have it. And just to wrap things up, I, I think what I take away from the event is this is a, a learning event hosted and put on, organized by students to educate our community. And I think that's really powerful. I also enjoyed listening to Jorgina Mayer, the, the chef, the restaurant owner, who you can hear she's just so passionate about what she does, about the food she cooks, and and just the science behind the microbiotics and, and the message she tells us about the importance of eating local and what that does to our you know stomach bacteria. And these are just things that, you know, it's science, right? Yeah, it's science. most of us don't think about or know when we're shopping at the grocery store and picking up, you know, out-of-season fruits and vegetables or whatever from all over the world or buying packaged goods. And, you know, just that micro level of, uh, I don't know, diet, diet that's going on within our bodies that we're not aware of. So that, that was really cool. And it makes me think of my, you know, my, my grandparents who, my grandfather's 96, almost 97 years old and... He still lives on his farm in, in rural Nova Scotia, and, you know, he, their whole life, they just ate out of their garden. Like, most of their life, they didn't really go to a grocery store, and if they did, he told me they bought sugar, tea, and flour. And as they mentioned as well, the Mediterranean diet, um, there's, again, there's science behind this information that we are sharing with everybody. And obviously, this is a very hard subject to summarize, and definitely I think that we will come back to it in another episode. But what I, what I take myself is that it's very, very positive to, or it's almost needed to have an open mind about this subject and just try new things. Just because you live in a city or traditionally speaking, you have been fed or, or you're used to certain foods, doesn't necessarily mean that that there's all everything that is out there. One of the most um, important or most beautiful or enjoyable parts of a traveling, for instance, is is trying another cuisine, trying different foods, trying different cultures, and I guess what we're trying to say, what our green team is fighting for, is just have an open mind, try this, and if you do. You're helping yourself, but you're also helping a much bigger cause, which is the environment, the future of our planet, uh, the future of food. Yeah. And the thing to think about, I think, again, the message the Green Team is sending is like, we live in a finite planet. You know, there is only a certain amount of resources and, and the rate that we're consuming those resources is a little bit alarming. And so if it's just one little personal change in our lifestyle that we can make uh, for the greater good, I, I think it's the right choice. So... Uh, circling back to Meatless Monday at our school, I think the, yeah, let's see how it goes. Hopefully messages like this help. I know they're trying to implement new things, which is, is very positive too. And they're, I love that they're now in a stage where, okay, we try a couple of, I don't know, uh, schemes taken from other countries, from other cities. But now let's, let's mutate this to be according to the city that we are. And that's, a, I think, it's an incredible journey that hopefully we'll keep documenting. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. And remember, like, not every diet is for everyone. So, like, if it's just 
I don't know where I'm going with this, but I like until Corey said that. <laughs> we'll just be open-minded to try new things. And, you know, there's so many diets out there, um, but, you know, there's no right diet. And, you know, everybody's probably body is different and reacts differently to diets. But, you know, just have an open mind. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>